Go with me, if you would, please, tonight to the book of Mark. Mark the, uh, well, i tell you what. Let's do it a little bit differently. Um, go to the book of Luke 18, then we'll go over to Mark. And uh, it's up to us how much we receive tonight. The Lord never changes. Hmm? I know uh, some years ago, uh, my uh, some of my folks grew up Pentecostal and still are, and I thank God for what I got uh, through that. But um, there was some very specific thinking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, and uh, I struggled to get filled in Pentecostal circles because we focused on tarrying. And uh, I found out after not receiving for a long time, through Brother Hagin's ministry, that you could receive by faith. Yes. And I received by faith and spoke in tongues when I had not received tearing off and on for years. And so I was very excited about it. And uh, one of my relatives, I met them sometime after this, and they had heard what I had said about it, and and so they got hung up on me talking about praying in the Spirit on a regular basis, praying in tongues regularly. And so uh, this lady, she said to me, she said, you think you can talk in tongues just any time you want to, huh? I said, well, uh, I said, yeah, you can. And she said, no, 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 you can't just turn the Holy Ghost off and on whenever you want to. And I didn't even think about it. It just came right up out of my spirit. I said, no, he's always on. He's always on. And any time you'll yield to him, he'll give you utterance. Is that true, saints? Anybody else found that out beside me? And if you hadn't found that out, you need to come on in. So many times people think they're waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. But he doesn't change. And if anything's been bought and paid for and given to us, it's not us waiting on God to give it to us. Can you see that? It's a matter of receiving. And you'll see that that happened again and again in Jesus' ministry as he walked the earth. And it's one of the clearest places here in Luke 18. In Luke 18... Verse 35, it said there was a, uh, a blind man, and uh, he sat by the wayside begging. This is Luke 18, 35. And verse 36, hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And uh, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. Keep going. He cried, said, Jesus... Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, what does he want? If you read the rest of the passage here, he wants healing. Why didn't he ask for healing? 
What do you ask for? Mercy. mercy. Here's an important question. Is healing a mercy? Hmm? Well, Jesus didn't correct him. Did he? He didn't say no. No, tell me what you really want. <laughs> and here, here's very important truth. There are a lot of people who try to tell us healing's not for everybody. Hmm? But if healing's a mercy, what they just get through saying? Mercy's not for everyone. Whether they realize it or not, that's what they just got through saying. God is the, he's the uh, God of all comfort. The Bible said, and he's the father of mercies. I said he's the father of mercies. Plural. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is a mercy. So is healing. Healing is a mercy. None of us ever deserved forgiveness and cleansing and washing. And none of us ever deserved healing. It's a mercy. I said it's a mercy. And his mercies endure forever. And his mercies are available to all who call on him. He's rich in mercy. The psalmist said, unto all that call on him. So how are you going to tell us healing's not for everybody when healing's a mercy? And it also answers a whole lot of questions and gets rid of a whole lot of problems about whether you deserve it or not. <laughs> because mercy is because you don't deserve it. Amen. If you had always done everything right, you wouldn't need mercy. You could get by on justice. <laughs> and you hear people sometimes talking about, what did I ever do to deserve this? You don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. So if you and I get what we deserve, we are sick and broke and die prematurely and go to hell. We don't want to talk about what we deserve. We want to talk about mercy. Oh, somebody say mercy. Mercy. Is he rich in mercy unto all those that call upon him? Have you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, every time anybody said, have mercy on me. Come on, what happened? Every, every time they were forgiven, they were healed, they were delivered, their needs were met. Why? Because he's the God of mercies. Father of mercies. The psalmist in Psalm 103 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Benefit number one, he forgives all your iniquities. But that's not the only benefit. Benefit number two, he heals all 
your diseases. Am I quoting scripture, saints? Is that, is that what the Bible says? Yes, sir. But you'll find a lot of people, they're, they're, they're rock solid on forgiveness being a mercy. And, and the mercy being for everybody. But healing, mm, they put that in another category. They put that, so now that's a different thing. But it's not a different thing. It's a mercy. And all of God's mercies, all the promises and blessings of God are yes and amen through Jesus. And if it's through Jesus, it's a mercy. It's not something you earned. It's not something you deserved. It's grace and mercy. But what's been given so freely and abundantly and richly by grace and mercy must be received. I said it must be received. And the way it is received is by grace through faith. It's received through faith. So this man says, Lord, have mercy on me. Verse 39, they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. He cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, friend, <laughs> this is something you need to know. Amen. This is something you need to have in your heart. When you, I was talking to somebody just uh, yesterday, real tough situation that some friends of theirs were dealing with, and, and uh, you know, some things would tell you that they're, you know, they're not believing and they're not in the right place to receive or to do some things, but what I have seen again and again is if you'll just fall on the mercy of God. If you would just say, Lord, I know there's a lot of mistakes here. I know these folk ain't even thinking right and talking right on some things, but have mercy. We're asking you for mercy. Show them what they need to see. Give them what they need to make the, make the uh, you know, adjustments and get the rest of the way that they need to get here. Uh, how many know that Peter stepped out of the boat by faith? He's walking on the water by faith. Then he got his eyes on the wrong thing and started sinking. And at that point, it wasn't faith that saved him. <laughs> Anybody know? <laughs> if it had been all up to Peter's faith at that point, Peter would have drowned. And quickly. But what did he do? Lord, save me. Save me. He just, he's asking for mercy, right? He's asking for help. This is not Peter's strong faith. If Peter would have still been in faith, he wouldn't need mercy. He'd still be walking on the water. He wouldn't be in this perilous situation. But can you see the picture when he cries out, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Here comes the hand. Oh, come on. Can you see it? Here comes the hand. Of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Here comes the hand of the anointed. Well, come on, can you see it? Yeah. And grabbed him, yeah. pulled him up yeah. when his faith was too weak, right. when his head was full of fear. Yeah. Come on, can you see it? Yes. No matter what you see or know or don't know or have done or hadn't done, you can get to the place where your head's swimming and you got too many questions. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Ask for mercy. 
Somebody say, ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. His mercies endure forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, you don't just say it flippantly, have mercy, have mercy. No, genuinely, sincerely, because you know how good he is. You know how gracious he is. You know how, how, how much love he is. And you can ask and say, Lord, have, have mercy. Asking you to have mercy. And I, uh, there, there's been more than one situation where I've prayed about something. And you knew if things weren't changed radically and quickly, there was judgment. There was going to be loss. There was going to be. And I'm, on one occasion, I said, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Give them some more time. Give them another opportunity. And the Lord spoke to me. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me, he said, son, I'm going to give you this just because you asked me to. Just because you asked me to. Hallelujah. Is he that merciful? Is he that gracious? Just because you asked me. Didn't the Bible said you have not because you didn't ask. Well, he said, Lord, have mercy on me. And notice what happened next. Jesus stood, commanded him to be brought to him. And when he was come near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, you might think that's an unnecessary question. The man's blind. I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to deduce, (laughs) right, why he's hollering and what he wants. Well, then why did Jesus ask the question? Because it's not all up to God. Contrary to how many think. What do you want? Be specific. (laughs) Huh? And ask in faith. Y'all with me or not? What do you want? What will you that I shall do to you? He said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. That I may receive my sight. And I want you to notice verse 42. And the Lord said to him, Well, if it's God's will, Huh? No. He never said that. Never said that. Well, he said it in the garden when he said, not my will, but thy will be done. He wasn't having a healing line in the garden. This is a different thing. Right? (laughs) What did Jesus say? Just be patient, brother. God's working something in your life with this that you don't understand. But if you, if you glorify God better with blindness than without it, you just need to submit to the will of God. That's men's foolish ideas. Trying to explain things they don't understand. Mm-mm. What Jesus told the man is not complicated. It is spiritual. And it takes faith. It's not intellect. It's not reasoning. It's not logic. It's not sight. It's not feeling. It's faith. What did Jesus say? 
He said, what do you want? He said, I want to receive my sight. Jesus said, well, receive your sight then. <laughs> what? what? Rece- Everybody say receive. Receive. Receive your sight. No prefacing about the will of God or the timing or working something out. Receive. Receive your sight. This word receive, if you look it up, Strong's, Vines, other places, it literally means to take. Take. All you, it's translated, in the same King James Bible, it's translated take. Same word. Numerous times. This is no stretch. Take. It can also be translated get hold of or lay hold of it. So you can say it like this that Jesus told, He said, I, I want to receive my sight. Jesus said, Take it. <laughs> Take your sight. Lay hold of your sight. Take hold of your sight. Does this work? Verse 43. And immediately. <laughs> he what? He did what? Same word. Well now excuse me. I told you wrong. This word's a little different. This has to do specifically with being able to see or receiving sight. That's together. But obviously he did what Jesus told him to do. What did Jesus tell him to do? Take your sight. Verse 43, and immediately he what? He received his sight. Can't be that simple. <laughs> Can't be that simple. Somebody said, well, yeah, but now, yeah, but now that's Jesus. That's Jesus. And you ain't Jesus. I already knew that. <laughs> but you're implying Jesus is healing him as God. And if he's healing him as God, why does he need to ask him any questions? Or tell him to do anything? Hmm? If he's just healing him by the omnipotence of God, what's it got to do with this man? Asking the right question and Believing he takes it. Mm -mm. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. Did he say it or not? I can of my own self. Why? Because he emptied himself and became like other men. And And there were no miracles in his life and ministry until after he was baptized in the River Jordan and the Holy Spirit came on him. You remember that? After that. You see miracles and signs and wonders. Why? He said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. If he did them as God, how can we believe that? I'm not God. You're not God. If he did them as God, we can't believe that. But he said it, so we better believe it. But if he did it as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he would anoint us with the same Spirit, then we see the glorious possibility of having the same works continue past 
the ministry of Jesus and you saw it in the book of Acts. Didn't you? You saw it. Peter and John at the gate, beautiful, looking at that man and said, such such as I have, I'm going to give it to you right now. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Well, Peter's not Jesus. John's not Jesus. And people say, well, yeah, but you know, the apostles had that power. And when the last apostle died, all that ceased. You need to read it again, honey. There's other people beside apostles that this happened for. And if you follow church history, it's continued to happen through every generation. Through every generation, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his name still carries the weight and the power and faith still receives. Hallelujah. Faith still receives. This is an amazing miracle. How did it happen? Back up to verse 41. I want to go through it real slow again. Can we count on the Bible? Does it work any differently today than it did then? No, it works just the same. Jesus said to the man, What will you that I shall do to you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Verse 42, are you there? Yes, sir. So Jesus said what? What did Jesus say? Receive, <laughs> Receive your sight. Read the rest of it. Your faith. This is how you receive it. Your faith has saved you. Now the man had faith that he could be healed through the ministry of Jesus. That's why he's hollering. That's why he's asking for mercy. Come on, can you see that? That's why he's asking for mercy. He had faith in the power of God. He had faith in what God was doing through Jesus. They didn't know he was the Messiah, the Son of God. They thought he was just an anointed prophet. But still, they had, he had faith. Something could happen for him today. That's why he wouldn't shut up when they told him to shut up. <laughs> Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Thou Son of David. That's the most respectful thing he knew to say. And it is still very respectful. But when the Lord got to him, even though he has faith that he could be healed, he's not healed. Because even though it's bought and paid for, even though it's the will and plan of God, doesn't mean you're going to automatically enjoy it. What has to happen? You must receive it. Somebody say receive. You must receive it. You must receive it. And just because people don't receive it, that in no way proves it's not God's will. How did you receive Jesus? How were you born again? How do you receive forgiveness of sin and cleansing? How? How? Are there a lot of people on the planet who have not been born again? Well, why aren't they? Must not be God's will for them to be born again. No. Well, what are we waiting on? Why? Why? What's God waiting on to save them? It's been bought. It's been paid for. Is that right? And the job of the church is to proclaim the good news. Right? Preach and teach 
the gospel of the kingdom so that everybody can hear. It's been bought. It's been paid for. He took your sins. He carried your iniquities. All you got to do is believe it and receive it. Go, come on, somebody say, believe it and receive it. Well, if you know that millions of people not receiving Jesus in no way proves that it's not God's will for them to be saved, well, then how will a lot of people not being healed prove that it's not God's will to heal them? It's just a failure to receive. Just like the new birth. It's a failure to receive. A lack of receiving. What did he say? I want to receive my sight. What did Jesus say? What did he, come on, help me out. Say it out loud. Receive your sight. That's what Jesus said. Now you need to quit listening to other people and start listening to Jesus. Receive. Your sight, your faith has saved you. Verse 43, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people saw it. When they saw it, they gave praise to God. Nothing is said about him glorifying God all these years he can't see. The blindness didn't glorify God. The healing did. Right? The healing glorifies God. The works of the enemy glorify the enemy. The works of God glorify God. Can you say amen? Go with me, if you would, back to Mark now. Mark the 11th chapter. Thanks be to God. You know, the wonderful thing about this is you already know how to do it. Come on, how many in here born again? You know, and you know you're born again. You received Jesus. Huh? You've received forgiveness of sin. You've received cleansing from all unrighteousness. How many have? How, how'd you do that? How did how in the world did you do that? Come on, y'all can help me a little bit more. How'd you do that? Huh? What'd you, how, what'd you do? Fast 120 days, did you? Stand on your head all night? What? How? How'd you do that? How'd you do it? You believed and you received. How'd you receive it? Now that word literally means take. How did you take it? You took it by Faith. Faith. In, in the natural, your, your physical hand is the hand that can take something. In, in the spirit, faith is the hand that takes. Faith is the hand that takes. Thank you, Lord. We can receive some things tonight. Right here. Right here in your chair. Right now. Someone said, well, I don't know, you know, it's when God gets ready. He's always on. You see why I told you that earlier? He's always ready. He's the same. He doesn't have mood swings. 
He doesn't have times when nobody's on the throne. Nobody can find him. Is it? Never happens. Never. When he's just not doing anything right now. Never. Men try to come up with explanations why things don't happen. But it doesn't change God. Mark 11, verse 24. Why am I reading it? Because this is specific instructions from the Master on receiving. Jesus said, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. Now, a lot of people stop there. And just put in all kind of inserts and don't read the rest of the verse. What are you believing? I believe that God is able. That's great. But that's not what he said to believe. I believe that God can do anything. Nothing's impossible. That's wonderful. But that's not what he said. I believe that God is good, good, good. And he loves me. Loves That's wonderful. But that's not what he said to believe here. What things serve you desire? Remember he asked that man, what do you want? Right? What do you want? When it comes to what you want, asking for what you want, getting what you want, you got to move beyond generalized believing. Hmm? Believing that God is real. Believing that God is powerful. Believing that God is good. That's great. You need to believe that, but that won't get you here. That won't get you all the way. What do you got to believe? Believe what? Believe that you receive them is added, but whatever it is you were praying about, believe you receive it. And the word again, it's the word that's also translated take. Believe that you take it. So you've got to take it. Everybody say take it. You've got to take it. How do you take it? You can't take it with the physical hand. It's a spiritual thing. But how do you take it? Faith has a hand. Or somebody say faith has a hand. You take it. With the hand of faith. And don't let it puzzle you. You've already done this. Every time you've ever received forgiveness. How'd you take it? When you received Jesus and were born again. How'd you take it? How'd you take it? You didn't take it with your physical hand. You took it with the hand of faith. But it's just as real. And more real is this hand right here. Is God real? He's spirit. There was spirit before there was flesh. It's just as real as you taking something with your physical hand. And how do you do it? You believe you take it. You believe you lay hold of it. You believe you receive it. Come on, can you see this? This is our part. This is what God requires us to do. He's not going to do this for us. There's a lot of talk about grace nowadays. And grace is one of the most wonderful things you could ever talk about. But some imply 
that God does it all. That grace does it all, and grace doesn't receive for you. That's right. Amen. Are y'all with me, friends? Yes, sir. Grace provides. Faith receives. Grace is not going to resist the devil for you. Grace is not going to lay hold and receive for you. Grace provides it for you. Wouldn't be anything to receive if it wasn't for grace. But grace won't receive for you. Are you with me, friends? Grace is God's part. Faith is our part. What does faith do? Faith lays hold. Faith takes. Takes. Now, you're not trying to take something from God that he didn't want you to have. You're not wrestling with him. How many know who would win? <laughs> you're, not, you're not. That which is why, you know, if you don't know it's God's will for you to have it, you're not going to take it. You won't have the confidence. You won't have the boldness. And that's why the enemy fights this so hard. Because he knows if he can get you questioning the will of God about this, you will not boldly lay hold of it and receive it. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Mark 5 and other places. She had an issue of blood, what was it, 12 years? Suffered many things of many physicians. Spent all she had, was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Hmm? So she did. And he stopped and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Master, the multitude throngs thee, sayest thou, who touched me? He said, somebody touched me. <laughs> it was a different kind of touch. Why? It was a touch that took. I said it was a touch that took. When she touched, she took. Oh, come on. Can you see this or not? Oh, come on. Don't, don't sleep through this, saints. You, you need it. If you don't need it tonight, you're going to need it sometime. Somebody you know is going to need it. When she touched, she took. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? Disciples said, Master, the multitude's strong in you. Touch it. And you say, who touched me? He said, somebody touched me because I perceived virtue came out of me. Yes. That word virtue is the word for power. Yes. Power came out of me. Now, here's what you've got to get a hold of. Jesus is just walking down the road. They're not having service. This is not a prayer line. Yes. This is not a healing meeting. Come on. Yes, yes. And this woman didn't even bother to ask if it'd be okay. She just came and took a healing. Come on, can you see that? She just, she just came and got her a healing. That's why she didn't initially respond, because she thought she'd just get it 
and nobody would know. And he'd just keep going down the road and it'd be all great. And when she reached and she touched the hem of his garment, because she kept saying, she said, if I may but touch, I shall be whole. Now, no, no ifs, no maybes, no we'll try, no we'll see. She touched, she took. The anointing flowed into her and the Bible said she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. That hemorrhage that no doctor could stop, that no procedure could take care of, she knew it. The strength came back into her body. She stopped bleeding. She knew she's healed. And then so she's, she's back there, you know, trying to contain herself. And then she realizes he didn't stop. He didn't keep going. He's looking around. What's he saying? Who touched me? Who? Who touched? And and if you read one account, it says all denied. Well, all would include her, right? He's looking around, and he and people are going, I don't know. And he looks at her, she goes, "Mm." but he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't stop. He said, No, somebody touched me. Now, who was it? And she saw she couldn't be here. See, she didn't even ask if it'd be okay. Maybe she's concerned he wants it back. <laughs> she, did, she didn't even entertain the idea. It might not be God's will. Thank God. But she came, fell down in front of him, told him all the truth and what she did. And what did he say? Daughter, it's all right. Be a good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. He could have said, God made you whole. It would have been, he could have said, the anointing on me made you whole. It would have been true. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say, God chose to heal you today. No, no. Why? Because it wasn't his anointing or the sovereignty of God that made the determination that day. Her faith. How many believe Jesus said it right? He could have said it a different way. He put the emphasis where the emphasis should be. Her, he said, daughter, be a good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Why? You came right up in here and took yourself a healing. (laughs) And and that's just fine and good. Be happy, go your way, be healed, girl. Right? That's not what religion teaches. Religion teaches you to beg. Beg and question and wait and wait and beg and question why and question when and beg and wait and question and beg and wait. You keep doing that, you'll get mad. Huh? Why not? What you waiting on God? And why won't you? And how come? And what did I ever do? We already answered that one. And it's believing wrong. And it's thinking wrong. Because the master took our infirmities. Now did you hear that word? Huh? Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Put it on the screen for us please. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. It said, when the even was come, they brought to him Jesus many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed. He healed a good token representation of the crowd (laughs) to prove that. No, no, no. You don't have to heal everybody to prove that you're the son of God. 
You can just have a few outstanding cases and demonstrate. <laughs> Healed all. Somebody say all. All, all, all. Healed all that were sick. And verse 17 tells you why. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. And, and this is Isaiah 53 that we're so familiar with. Saying himself did what? Did what? Took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Come on, say it out loud. He took my infirmities. He took my sicknesses. He took it. He bore it. He took it. He, t- he did what? He took it. Did he deserve it? No, but he took it. How did he take it? Why did he take it? He didn't deserve our infirmities and our sicknesses. He didn't deserve the punishment for our sins. But by faith, he took it to bear it so we could take his healing. So we could take his righteousness. Come on, can you see this? We We didn't deserve it. Well, he didn't deserve the sickness. But how did he get it? He took it. Oh, somebody say he took it. He took it. How are you going to get to healing? You got to take it. You got to take it. By faith. Believe that you receive them. Believe that you take it, Jesus said, and you shall have them. Some years ago, I was in a healing school at Brother Hagin's ministry that I got to be a part of for a number of years. We had a little morning session, not too many people there. I was talking about some of these things, about believing you, you take it, believing you receive it. And uh, it was informal in there. And sometimes people would ask questions and we'd let them. And, and there was a, a lady sitting right here by me while I was talking and she lived, lifted her hand like that. And I said, yes. And she said, uh, well, you mean, you mean you just take it? I said, yes, you take it. You believe, you take it. You believe you receive it with your spirit, with your faith. You take it. Just like you took Jesus as your Lord. Just like you take. She said, okay. I kept going. I kept preaching. After the service, she came up. She said, look. 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 And she had her notebook. She said, look. Look. I thought, well, okay. Or what? You took some notes. She said, no. I suffered a stroke two years ago. I hadn't been able to use this part of my body. I hadn't been able to use this hand. Hadn't been able to write. Look. Look. I took it. Oh, somebody say glory to God. She took it. The woman with the issue of blood. She took it. That woman in healing school. She she took. So you can still take it today. Just like she took it then. But see, religion won't tell you this. Religion will tell you to beg. And cry. And wait. And wonder why. Jesus will tell you. Take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what he said then. He never changes. That's what he's saying now. That's what he said to them. He's no respecter of persons. That's what he's saying to you. Believe that you take it. And you'll have it. Praise God. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Go to, go to the book of Acts, the eighth chapter, please. Acts 8. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord didn't make it hard. He didn't make it complicated. He made it easy. Hallelujah. You remember he said, more than one occasion he brought this up. He said, which one's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? Remember he said that? I'm glad he didn't say which one's harder. He said, which one's easier? Why would he say that? Because it's no difference. Now, if you think there's a difference, then you've got a block in your mind that hinders you. But as far as he's concerned, there's no difference between receiving forgiveness and receiving healing. Well, he bought and paid for both of them. He made them available through grace, both of them. Well, how do we receive? Exactly the same way. Just like you receive forgiveness, you receive a healing. And it's the same way you receive the Holy Spirit. Look in the book of Acts with me real quickly here. In the book of Acts, the 8th chapter, Acts 8 verse 14, it says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they did what? They received the word of God. They sent to them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might what? They prayed for them that God had given them the Holy Spirit. Hmm? You see how subtle that is? That's because of tradition. They prayed that God would give them the Holy Spirit. No, they didn't. They prayed the Holy Spirit would come. No, they didn't because he already came on the day of Pentecost. And he's been here ever since. And he's always on. <laughs> Y'all with me, friends? See, there's a lot of praying amiss. And the Lord has mercy on us because he knows sometimes how ignorant we've been. But saying, oh, God, please save them. God, save them. Please, God, save them. God, save them. What does he need to do? Has he not done enough to save them? Does he need to go back to the cross? What does he need to do? Has he not paid the price for their sins? Has their salvation not been bought? Hmm? Can you see you pray? You're praying the wrong way. God, save them. God. He was of a mind to save them when Jesus went to the cross for them. You don't have to try to talk him into this. This was his idea. What needs to happen? They need to receive him. Right? So you can pray other ways. Lord, send laborers across their path. Is that right? Open their ears. Give them ears to hear. Now, he's not going to make them receive, but through you praying like that, he'll send people across. They might not listen to you, but he'll send somebody by that they will listen to. He'll get them right to the point. He'll show them their need of salvation. He'll show them what Jesus said. He'll take them right up to it. And then it's their choice. Can you see that? Well, what if they don't receive him? 
Well, as long as there's breath, there's hope. Is that right? Tomorrow's a new day. We ask the Lord, send some more laborers across their path. I know they're hard-headed, but Lord, have mercy. Is that right? Have mercy on them. Give them another opportunity. Enlighten the eyes of their heart. Come on, can you see that? Instead of working on God, God do something, God do something, God say. He's already done something. He's already done everything. Come on, can you see this? It's all bought. It's all paid for. It's all given. And people do the same thing. I know, like I said, we grew up Pentecostal. And, you know, we try to get God to, to, to baptize in the Holy Spirit. Lord, you know, send the Spirit. Send the Spirit. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit. Send the Spirit. Send the Spirit. I, I've tarried for hours on end. God, give me the Holy Ghost. Give me the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, give me the Holy Ghost. One night I got to pray as we were tarrying. And I heard somebody fall. And I heard somebody fall. And look behind me. All the men had fallen out under the power where I was tarrying. The anointing was so strong. The presence of the Lord so strong. I couldn't even lift my head. I'm drooped over the altar like a wet noodle. And what I'm saying is, oh, God, give me the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, give me the, ho- give me the Holy Ghost. And didn't have enough sense to know he's going, hey. It's me. I'm here. And because of tradition, I just go, give me the Holy Ghost. Give me the. And not receive. When I finally received and spoke in tongues, I wanted to kick myself. I did. I thought, you dummy. You could have received years ago. You could have been talking in tongues all this time. Waiting on, but, but see, I said dumb things like this. I'll tell you what now, you hear me talking in tongues, it won't be me. It'll be the Holy Ghost. So you want this Holy Ghost to get the Holy Ghost. You want the Holy Ghost to receive the Holy <laughs> No, honey, if, if, if you're going to talk in tongues, it's going to be you. Hallelujah. Talking in tongues as he gives you utterance. And he's not going to make you do anything. And if you wait on him to make you, you're going to be disappointed. And months and years will go by and you won't receive. You've got to receive. You've got to lay hold. You've got to take. Keep reading. When they came down, they prayed for them. What'd they pray? They didn't pray, God, give them the Holy Ghost. God, send your spirit. What'd they say? They prayed that they would receive that they would receive the Holy Ghost for as yet he was fallen upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus now a lot of folks would say they were saved and they were and they already had the Holy Spirit and they did inside them but there's another experience hallelujah called a baptism in the Holy Spirit it's an endowment of power upon You got the Spirit within, and you got the Spirit upon, and if you'll yield to Him, you'll speak in tongues. Everybody. Every time. Verse 17, so they laid their hands on them, and tell me what happened. Come on, tell me what happened. They laid their hands on them, and they took the Holy Spirit. They received. 
The Holy, somebody say they receive. They receive. They receive. In fact, in Acts 19, 2, don't turn there, but they found some other people, you know, uh, having uh, passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and they said in verse 2, they said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Did you do what? Did you receive? Have you received? So, if you hadn't been born again, why haven't you been born again? Because you hadn't received. You hadn't received. Don't try to say you're waiting on God. Don't try to say it's not His will. If you hadn't received the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you hadn't been filled with the Spirit. Why? What's, what's the reason? Can't say we're waiting on God to send the Spirit. The Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. He's been here ever since. Right? And He's always on. If you hadn't been filled, it's because you hadn't received. And any other thing that's been provided in the death, burial, and resurrection, has he blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. He's done an excellent job, the best in the universe, at providing. We need to get better at receiving. Receiving. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 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 We're going to do some receiving right now before the service is over. Put up on the screen, if you would, Luke 18, 17. Luke 18, 17, Jesus said, Verily I say to you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. A key to receiving in the faith of God is childlike simplicity. Childlike faith. Childlike simplicity. You offer something good, a grape popsicle, to a little child on a hot day. Let me tell you what you will not hear. <laughs> I'm so unworthy. Huh? Will you hear? I, I'm not worthy of a great popsicle. You will never hear that out of a little child. Huh? You will never hear a little child say, I just can't. I just can't receive it. I, you know, I've made so many mistakes. And I just can't, I don't, I don't have enough faith to receive that popsicle. In the time we've tried to describe this, the popsicle will be half eaten. Is that right? Is that right? Because little children don't play around with a bunch of phony, fake humility and a bunch of religious reasoning and junk. You say, here is a great popsicle. What will happen? I mean, before you get the words out of your mouth, they got their hands. Is that right? They got their hands on it, and they will receive it. They will receive it. They'll receive a Christmas present. They'll receive a hundred Christmas presents. Is that right? Not once tell you that they're unworthy. <laughs> In order for us to receive, we've got to get rid of the religious junk. We've got to get rid of the false and fake humility. We've got to get rid of the real but wrong 
condemnation for our mistakes because you're either clean or you're not. The blood either has the power to wash you or not. You never were deserving in your own merit to receive any healing or any other blessing of God, but he didn't give it to us based on our merit. He gave it to us. He took our infirmities so we could take his healing. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Just play softly, guys. If, you, uh, if you're in here tonight and you believe you, your faith has risen up, you believe I, I can receive a healing tonight. I believe I could lay hold of it. Raise your hand. Let me see if you're ready. If you're ready. 